Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. Hi, I'm Nick Corby. I'm chef partner at Egg Shop New York City and the author of Egg Shop the Cookbook. To you, eggs aren't just an easy protein packed breakfast go to. How was Egg Shop the restaurant hatched? Egg Shop was an idea that was um, that was buzzing around in the minds of my partners, um, Sarah Schneider and Dimitri Mikoulis, um, Egg Shop founders and eggheads extraordinaire um, <laughs> for years. Um, it was it was something that was sort of a a party conversation, right? And the question that needed to be answered was, why isn't there a single place that's dedicated to a the best possible version of this thing that all New Yorkers, um, all New Yorkers love, right? The thing that's gotten us through um, breakups and great success and hungover mornings and all of these things, the, the egg sandwich, right? So it, it started with this question, why isn't there a place that is dedicated to this and dedicated to making amazing ones? Right. Um, and, um, they talked about it for years. They engaged our other partner, Florian Schutz, um, who is a hospitality industry vet um, at the time was the GM of uh, Sofitel and, and other hotel properties. Um, and they got serious about it and wrote a business plan. And around this time, um, through friends, uh, I met Sarah and Dimitri. Um, and I, I, I played it kind of coy. Um, but really, on first meeting, I thought it was a great idea because I'm also a huge fan um, of of the egg sandwich and of giving giving breakfast and eggs a little bit more care and concern. Um, so once we got into it, we um, we started testing recipes, and I was really trying to guide the idea um, away from just sandwiches, and we kind of all like started to realize how versatile the egg is as an ingredient um, and, and how it's, you know, how it's sort of transformative. It can, it can transcend the breakfast station very, very easily. Um, and is a, is a major component of dishes. Um, well, it's, it's actually an ingredient that's just kind of considered a side piece or, or a filler or um, a binder, you know, and it's, it's about time it gets its due. And of course, there's all the restaurant stuff like, you know, getting very close to one location and then learning how to play the real estate game and, um, you know, finally finding um, our perfect home on Elizabeth Street. And then, you know, all the trials and tribulations of opening and seeing what worked and what didn't. And, and thankfully, we found that it worked from day one. So so I got to write a cookbook about it. <laughs> so your cookbook is guided by one simple principle. You must know how to begin and what you desire in the end. Talk a little bit about that. You have to know what your end result is, what you want to do, right? If, you, if you're if you going for perfect scrambled eggs, you have to know what that means to you. If that's something that's light and fluffy and luxurious and creamy and almost pourable, then you work backwards and you understand how to start. You find the best method for that. In my book, a, a French style soft scramble that involves a little bit of melted butter stirring over a double boiler and then finishing with more butter and garnish. Same thing applies to a hard boiled egg. This is a funny one. A lot of people, when you ask them, how do you, how do you make your hard boiled eggs? You'll get this, this timing variance. It's really subtle. It's really small. People will stand by 
a nine minute egg or a 10 minute egg or an 11 minute egg or an, even an eight minute egg. Um, and that's a factor of knowing what you want in the end. It's, it's specificity in terms of the yolk, the yolk cooking, the yolk texture. Um, and if you know what you want, then you can work backwards and, and figure out the method. So that's, the book is guided by that, um, especially as it applies to egg cooking, right? So we talk about, we talk about the end result um, and then we give people, you know, the know-how to get whatever their end result might be. Um, be it an over hard egg or a perfect sunny up or 50 perfect sunny ups at the same time for a, a brunch hoard of 25 plus. So, yeah, I like how you have different uh, variations that you can go for. You don't just say this is the way to cook this kind of egg. There are so many ways to cook an egg um, in a single preparation. Um, and even like, you know, the book even gets into um, different things to use to, to cook eggs. Um, for instance, the, the basted egg, right? You don't have to just stick with butter or even olive oil or coconut oil if you prefer. You can, you can make inc incredibly creative compound butters um, and use those just the same. Um, and all of, the, all of the sort of variations and techniques are just meant to serve the egg, um, give it its due, and you know, show, show people that, that read the book that you can incorporate even more flavor um, to complement the egg pretty easily. Lerp. Explain that. <laughs> um, lerp is just, it's a nonsense word. Lerp, lerp is, um, lerp is, uh, lerp is a nonsense word, right? So it means, it means everything. It means, um, really it, like going over the top, right? So something that's, that's lerpy or lerp-tastic or, or lerp, um, is like very saucy. It's decadent. It's rich. Um, it's comforting. It's all of these things all at once. Um, it's something that maybe you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have, um, every single day, but when you do have this, it's a reward. It's a, it's a treat. It's, um, it's a, it's a made up word that we sort of, uh, that we sort of share around egg shop that can be directly attributed to egg shop founder, Sarah Schneider. Um, she, she coined the term LERP, I think in, uh, in the early 2000s in her, her beginning days in New York city. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, we're, we're proud to, we're proud to showcase LERP in the cookbook. So let's talk about coddled eggs. I had never heard of mm -hmm. this, uh, before the cookbook. It's a baked egg that's cooked in, um, typically a water bath in some kind of vessel, whether it's a ramekin, um, or a mason jar. Um, that's, that's the idea. So it's like, in a way, you're poaching an egg in a vessel, right? Because it's done in a in a water bath. Um, so that's that's what it is. It's it's kind of up there with soft boiled eggs. Like um, I, I always think of it sort of romantically. It's like could very easily be a part of the Downton Abbey cookbook. That's a great book that just came out where you have a soft boiled egg, which is a vehicle for really dipping something into dipping something into yolk, right? The yolk is sort of the flavor. Uh, flavor center, flavor mecca of an egg. Um, and so a coddled egg um, is a way to showcase that um, differently, differently than a soft boiled, differently than a poach, um, and kind of like a vehicle for creativity in terms of what you're going to dip, um, 
you know, what you're going to take on a pilgrimage to Yoke Mecca. So, you know, if you're, you're feeling healthy, you can very easily do coddled eggs um, with a minimal amount of butter, um, simple with sea salt and, and herbs and dip, dip grilled asparagus into it. You know, if you're going the other way, one of the recipes in the book um, involves uh, coddling eggs with, with truffle oil and scallions and Gruyere cheese um, and offers dipping, you know, uh, garlic baguette um, into the, into the coddled egg. Like that's, that's rich and luxurious to me, or even, even more coddling eggs with um, hamon crisps and, and dipping fried guava paste in it, a, a departure that you can make um, creatively. If you know, again, what you want in the end and how to start the starting point is coddling egg. What you want in the end might be um, a Spanish tapas experience which would then take you to Hamon and, and Guava Town, you know, which isn't a real place in Spain or anywhere. Um, Guava Town doesn't exist. <laughs> but it sounds lerptastic. It does sound lerptastic. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dipping, you have very strong opinions about bread. What is your definition of good bread? Made by hand with um, organic and locally milled flour um, with if, if possible, as little commercial yeast as possible. So we're talking about wild yeast, sourdoughs that are long fermented, um, made by people, not by machines, um, with very traditional bread making techniques. Egg whites, do we love them or do we hate them? I love them for their protein structure, for their versatility. Um, I love them for their texture when cooked appropriately. In fact, that that love in the cookbook is showcased in um, the mile high black pie recipe. Um, and that's like, that's how much I love egg whites. That was my grandmother's recipe. Um, she was my favorite person in the world and had the, probably the greatest impact on me wanting to cook throughout my life. So that the fact that that recipe is in the book is just a, a dedication to my my love and appreciation of egg whites and what they can do. Now, for me personally, is an egg white omelet my first choice? Probably not. I would probably go with the soft scramble with cheddar cheese. But, you know, it's not to say that egg whites can't be done perfectly or have to, for whatever reason, take on the bad connotations of poorly cooked egg whites being rubberly, rubbery or flavorless or anything like that. Um, that's, those aren't the egg whites that appear in Egg Shop the Cookbook, and those aren't the kind of egg whites that are served at Egg Shop in uh, New York City. I have to bring up Smith & Mills, the tiny sure. Tribeca restaurant and bar that you came from. I remember going there in 2011 and watching you maneuver in the teeny tiny kitchen area. I don't even think it was a kitchen. And you <laughs> did everything on a hot plate. Your meatballs were incredible. I mean, <laughs> I, I used to have to sit there and just, I, and I didn't even know it was you. Um, but I was like, this guy is making the most amazing food on a hot plate in this teeny tiny, adorable bar. How was that? And did that prepare you for Egg Shop? That was probably the most wild cooking experience I've ever had and likely will ever have. Um, incredibly challenging. Um, it was two, yeah, we had two hot plates, um, a small Breville toaster oven, convection, convection toaster oven, um, and yeah, it was a one-man show um, from cooking everything to washing the dishes 
um, and a full menu. Um, I'd be in the middle of cooking 10 to 15 hamburgers, a few orders of meatballs, steaming mussels and white wine, and then have to shuck 48 oysters at the same time. Um, <laughs> all behind a bar where people were watching me do it. Yes. Um, and a small bar at that with two other guys behind it making cocktails, um, two, yeah, two-handed, you know? So it was, it was kind of like the, the sort of tuck, uh, you know, duck and cover, stop, drop, and roll of cooking at times. You know, you just really had to be on your game. So that, that definitely prepared me for Egg Shop um, in a couple of ways. One, um, in learning that um, almost anything is possible in a small kitchen. Um, and that's something that, that really applies to cooking at home um, and not feeling like, um, oh, you know, I, just, I don't have a professional kitchen. Um, I can't have a dinner party for 10 people. I can't pull off Thanksgiving. I, you know, like all of the I can't just goes away. Um, through an experience like a Smith and Mills or a small New York city restaurant. Um, and I think honestly, any, anybody that visits New York city should seek out some of these places that are listed as the smallest kitchen in New York, just to build their confidence, um, and see what, see what people are doing. Um, it'll really help them, help them cook at home. Um, so, and yeah, in that way, yeah, Smith and Mills prepared me and helped me understand what can be done out of a small kitchen. And, and the other thing, um, is learning how important preparation is. It doesn't matter how large your kitchen or how much equipment you have um, in a service kitchen or in a service setting, as long as you have everything in place, um, as long as you've, you've prepared um, in advance, possibly in large quantities, um, or at least enough to get you through um, a, your busiest service. The same principles uh, have applied to egg shop and, you know, if you if you only knew the quantity of scrambled eggs that are prepared on the weekend just so our service never slows down, um, it's it's mind boggling or tomato jam for our BEC. Um, and these lessons sort of apply and, and play in, in the cookbook um, in two sections. One is our, our sauce, our sauce section. Um, and the other is something, a section called Preservation Society, which talks about condiments and pickles and relishes and stuff like that. Um, and these are things that can be pantry staples, can be prepared, some of them up to two weeks in advance, some of them uh, about a week in advance, things that have a good shelf life that will last in your fridge. So if you make one or two of these things on a, on a Saturday, you can have an immediate and excellent breakfast experience all week long without really having to worry about it too much. And that, that's something that is definitely, you know, a few things down the line from Smith and Mills to, to egg shop in terms of tiny kitchens and being prepared in advance. The other day in my tiny West village kitchen, I made your recipe for perfectly poached eggs and they were really perfect. What does the vinegar do in it? Vinegar, um, it interacts with the protein in the egg white. It, it's almost like, you know, when you blanch something in shock and it stops the cooking. Um, in the case of vinegar and boiling water, it actually immediately sort of solidifies protein. This is what I know about adding vinegar uh, to poached eggs. So it, it kind of just holds it together. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. Yeah. Coagulate. That's the word I'm looking for. Coa yeah, I was looking for that word too. <laughs> it allows it allows the word it it allows the protein in the egg white to immediately coagulate upon um, hitting the boiling water. It's just sort of like 
just a boost to make sure that the whites um, firm up pretty quickly and don't sort of spider web out. Where can we find you in New York City and on the web? In New York City, Egg Chef the Cookbook is available at McNally Jackson, uh, Warm NYC, uh, Rizzoli, Barnes and Noble, and on the web, eggshopnyc.com, and directly from Amazon. As you say, eggs are messy and love is messy. Thank you so much, Nick, for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Thank you so much for having me.